Hey guys, this is Mag, and this is You Don't Want to Know, the podcast. So this week I have a special guest. Go ahead and tell yourself. Oh, hello. (laughs) I'm Kelly, and uh, my podcast is Good Luck Everyone Else. Love it, love it. So she is a part of the network that I am also a part of, and it is the Titan Media Collective. Collective. Right, it's collective Mm -hmm. at the end of it, right? It is, yeah. It's Titan Media Collective. It used to be Titan Cast Net, and it's kind of Mm -hmm. like the collective is, well, a collective of everybody. Everybody's here now. Yeah. (laughs) Last time I was trying to um, plug the Christmas stuff that we did, and I was like, is it actually collective, or does Nick just stay collective? And I literally paused just and I'm making like, this up yeah. as we go. <laughs> He's just trying to sound like better than us or something. So I had to go and find it like the um, website. And I was like, this is bad. I should know. This. It's all right. You're new. You're yeah. new. It's fine. I mean, honestly, though, am I? Because I don't really know. But it, I just, I don't know. It's fine. I know it now. That's all that matters. Yeah. I know it now. Okay. And your podcast is? Good luck, everyone else. Yes. Yeah, a wild card. It's a wild card. Yeah. So it's me and my best friend. We record sometimes once a week. We sometimes um, release sometimes once a week. It depends on how we're feeling. (laughs) I'll just get a text sometimes from her being like, not feeling it this week. And I'll be like, okay, (laughs) it's fine. And um, so we're only five episodes in. We're pretty new. But we um, basically will pick a topic and then just we we, now we've done we just finished the superstitions one. So because of that, we've decided whatever subject we pick, it's going to be something that we want to learn about. So the mm. superstitions was super interesting because we got to, it, we looked back on the history and why it was. And then we go off on tangents, her cats attack a couple times. It's, it's very, it's a, a wild card y'all. And like I said, we think we're funny. So we hope <laughs> you do too. <laughs> and that's me too. Like I started this podcast because I have stuff to say and I think I'm a hilarious person and I just want to bless everyone else with that with, gift. With our <laughs> voice? Yes. Agreed. Because I don't, I don't get to talk to enough people every day. I want to have a podcast to talk to more people and just spread the wealth. <laughs> I like it. I like it. <laughs> so another thing I do on my podcast I talked to you about is I like to bless people with my movie recommendations mm-hmm. because I am so in tune with movies um this week i saw the movie plane and i was going to look up who was in it i think it's gerard butler that's a person oh i right? love him yeah yeah he okay so this is gonna be a little bit uh, nerdy of me okay he was the phantom of the opera in the movie right he was the legit phantom of the opera right he may have been I think that wouldn't surprise me so i'm like pretty sure it was him he was also in like um uh what are those uh white house down movies where he was like the security guard yeah yeah okay so that that was <laughs> big, for sure him. big macho man like oh yeah movies yes oh love yes. it yes okay great 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 okay so i'm thinking of the right person so he is basically a pilot and a scottish pilot not irish mm. scottish because he says it and i got it wrong the first time i talked about it even though i was like so he's irish right and my boyfriend's like he just said he was Scottish. Oh, um, yeah. Anyway, same thing. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Right. Same accent. Um, That's basically what I was going off of. So mm-hmm. his plane goes down into like this horrible area where there's no government. It's just like craziness. And he has to get his um, passengers back home and like protect him because he feels like 
some sort of responsibility for them, which makes sense. But overall, I thought it was super good. It felt like 45 minutes long. And then I looked at my watch and it was two hours later. So it was just action packed. Very good. uh, Just really, really interesting and good story. So definitely recommend it. Do you have any movies or TV shows that you like or that you've seen recently? So I'm not a... I've lost friends over the amount of people, the amount of movies that I have not seen. People would be like, you haven't seen that? I'm like, no, I haven't. Yeah, that so that would be me. I'm glad we haven't had this conversation yet because I would, yes. we would not be friends This anymore. is live. We're finding this out now. Um, <laughs> Goodbye. End of podcast. <laughs> wow, really short one this week. <laughs> yeah, it's fine. We'll re-record it. Um, <laughs> you're editing all of a sudden is me going, yeah, movies are great. They're my favorite. I'm like crying. Yeah, yeah as we're crying. <laughs> I've really seen all my being on your podcast. <laughs> um, the last movie that I saw, honestly, was um, probably uh, Top Gun Maverick. <laughs> mm, okay. Well, honestly, Which, that's like the number one movie of 2022. So that's and not it a bad was one. and it was really, really good. It was really good. I really like that mm-hmm. one. But I'm more so. I'm actually um, I'm more of a TV show person. I don't and I don't okay, know why. Give, me, will, give it to me. Yeah. So um, we've recently started watching Yellowstone. <gasps> Shut up, me too. Okay. Um, I think I talked only... to it on my last podcast. <laughs> I, I so I love it. Like the um the characters are really just chef's everything. kiss, just everything. Everything. I, want more. I live for Beth Dutton. Big fan of her. See, I have such mixed feelings about her because I'm like, why uh, yeah, are you such like, a brat? Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. I weave in and out, but then you learn more about her and you're like, oh, I get it. What season are you on? I'm on three. Okay. Yeah, I, I know what you're talking about when you say that, but mm-hmm. I, I just I don't know. It's just I I just love her. She's just like, so angry. And I get I get it, it, big I time guess. angry. Yeah. I yeah. just love her like the way she walks into rooms and like commands mm-hmm. it. I'm like, that's what oh, I yeah. Want. yeah. I don't want to walk into a room and just be like, excuse me. I want to be like, excuse me. You know, give me, give me a double Tito's and alive. Yes, exactly. Ugh, yes. I love it. Have you watched like the offshoots, like the 1880, whatever? I did. So I watched 1883 and I cry about it every single day. Okay, great. <laughs> Super. I'm really looking forward to watching it. <laughs> I'm still hurt by it. Like I think about it, I'm like, oh, those characters, are they okay now? No, they're all oh. dead. No, no, they're dead. They're 100% yeah. dead. I mean, yeah, it's been like 100 years. So they are dead. Oh. Um, yeah, then- I'm looking forward to watching it. It's uh, watching all of them. But I, mm-hmm. I tell my fiance, I was like, he'll be like, are you ready to watch Yellowstone? I'm like, I think I need a break. Is this <laughs> like, I just, <laughs> I need something uh, like a little, a happier show because I have a hard time when like things just keep going wrong. Yes. <laughs> with, like, yes. I'm just like, can I just get one good thing? please just one <laughs> i know like i I was actually said that about that uh, episode i watched yesterday so um i'm on season four i'm i think i'm on the last episode of season four mm-hmm. and it wasn't the last episode i watched but the episode before <laughs> i'm a, okay so i'm like a very emotionally closed off person until i start watching things and that's mm-hmm. when like for some reason I can be emotional and I cry so much. So at the end of the episode, oh, something sad happens and I'm just crying and I'm like, how could they end it there? They can't end it there. Oh God. Yeah. I yeah. cry at coffee commercials. So well, odds yeah. are not. Yeah. Those are I'm tough like, though. Those are tough yeah. ones. <laughs> I cry every time uncle Ben dies in Spider-Man. <laughs> <laughs> it's not even like, it's not with every single like, Oh, it's the Tobey Maguire, and then it's Andrew Garfield. No, it's every time I watch Tobey Maguire, every time I watch Andrew Garfield. You know it's I coming, cry. but it doesn't yeah. matter. It doesn't then, matter. 
and then I also laugh. There's a meme out there on um the social medias. So I'm really old there. It's like SpongeBob, um, where they're like beating up an old man, and it's uh every time Marvel makes a new Spider-Man movie and Uncle Ben is alive, and it's <laughs> it's a SpongeBob character character going, How many times do we have to teach this guy a lesson? <laughs> Oh. and yet i cry every time i watch it like, oh. even thinking about it now i'm a little sad oh do you need a minute <laughs> yeah i mean let's pause pause <laughs> okay i'm okay now i, I got right. it together okay. i remember okay. that he gives spider-man everything he needs he's his yep. his base so uncle yep. ben was needed okay but when aunt may aunt may was just unnecessary like that one wrecked oh. me too <laughs> <laughs> in the in the most recent one, yeah. Oh, God. I don't know. I feel like it's been long enough that I can say that Aunt May dies. Like when yeah. people like say the Titanic did not make it, it's like you mm-hmm. had time. You should have watched. Oh, it at this point. yeah. I don't want to derail your podcast, but this is a podcast with me. I saw a conspiracy theory that it wasn't actually the Titanic that went down. Oh snap! So mm-hmm. what would be like the benefit of the Titanic not going down and then like saying it did? I don't know. I have to find out. Okay, that'll be a teaser. I'll give you that information. All right, there we go. (laughs) Go watch the pod or go watch. Go listen (laughs) to the podcast, guys. Yeah, she actually does have the information. She just doesn't want to share it. I don't. I don't. Well, I have to go find it on TikTok again, (laughs) and then do my own. Perfect. Perfect. Okay. Everything on TikTok is real. Anyway. Yeah. Obviously. Yeah. As long as I've read somewhere on the internet that anything Mm -hmm. that you put on the internet is true, it has to be true. Yes. Yes. So Mm -hmm. there. Facts. All right. Last question before we get into this. Do you have any spooky stories that can scare me? Because I haven't been scared in a while and I need to need to get freaked okay. out. Okay. Well, I didn't know the the prerequisites had to scare you. Um, <laughs> but um, I just love getting yes. scared. <laughs> I love it. Um, uh, I it's been like a a new new new-ish development with that the uh, last couple years but i can definitely i i don't necessarily see spirits but i definitely have like i know they're there type thing and um one of my good friends passed away in 2020 and after that i remember i'm sitting on my couch in my condo my cat is sitting on my chest, so it wasn't her. Um, <laughs> that's what everyone says. It was your cat. No, it was not. She was with me. The other and, cat you don't know about. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, great. <laughs> um, uh, I, I remember talking to him. Like, I, I was just – it was still pretty fresh, so I was talking to him. And um, I heard a commotion. I lived in a one-bedroom, one-bath condo, and I heard a, a um, commotion in the bathroom. And I was like, and the even the cat's looking at me like I'm not, I'm not going <laughs> that's in there. That that is that sounds like a human job, and that's not me. <laughs> and so, um, I walked into the bathroom, and I had a little ring stand that I like. It was a little elephant that I put all my rings on, and it was on like the back of a shelf. It was tossed off of my shelf, mm, and I love that. he. <laughs> <laughs> and I like I just remember standing in my bathroom amongst all my rings and I just kind of go, okay, you're welcome here, but I can't have you doing this. <laughs> Why would you say you're welcome here though? You don't know I, what it is. Because oh I, like I feel like it was my friend. Because I feel like it was my friend that it just passed. Because and then and then okay, wait, okay, so wait. So like that stuff kept kept happening. I would see him, um, I would see him 
it this is like horror movie status like but it was like good um i i'd be like standing at my um um, oh my god what is the word bathroom sink brushing my teeth and um (laughs) i would see him in the mirror walk past the um (gasps) yeah no thanks so then i had a um i talked to a medium i love talking to mediums Mm -hmm. i love everything about mediums and even if they're making it up i don't even care but she was not (laughs) so i talked to her and it was the first time i had talked to her since my friend had passed and um she goes yeah he's he's apologizing for something and i was (laughs) like for okay for what she goes he knocks something over like she's showing me something all over the ground and i was like the rings He feels so bad about their (laughs) It's been like a year and he's holding on to it. He's like, God. She's so (laughs) mad at me. So mad. (laughs) So yeah, that's my Oh, that's hilarious. That's the best story ever. (laughs) He's like showing me something, like rings everywhere. I'm like, ah. He's just so upset about it. (laughs) I'm like, I got over it. I picked it up. Oh, you didn't break gosh. anything. I love that so much. Oh gosh. <laughs> well, okay. So not to freak you out, but do you know the origin story of Annabelle? <sighs> kind of. <laughs> oh, yes. So... Yes, I do. Because, yes. Um, so isn't it? Yes. Yeah, sorry. Go ahead. Annabelle wasn't like a creepy doll like everyone like makes her out to be. She mm-hmm. was a Raggedy Ann doll. And what happened was these like nursing kids or whatever nurses were in a apartment and they felt like a presence or whatever they thought a little girl was in their apartment and she was asking to enter this doll and they allowed it to happen and it ended up being a demon so that's Mm -hmm. why i say like why are you yes yes what are you no you're no you are absolutely right that was reckless as heck as me and um, (laughs) you're wild you're wild wild. and i it ended up being okay in the long run i guess (laughs) um super lucky but um, I don't know what that um, – I don't – I think I know what that demon's name is, but I don't want to say its name. I don't want to say it either. No, thank you. But do you know it? Um, I might have res- repressed it. Okay. That's fine. So apparently if you say it. the name over and over again, um, that like mm-hmm. awakens a portal. Super fun. <gasps> Love that for everybody. So I had a friend mm-hmm. tell me that she was getting a dog and she – I can't remember what the dog's name was, but the nickname would have been that – um yes. that demon's yes. name and i was like i'm gonna re- i'm gonna um ask you to not do that <laughs> this is my one veto card in your life yeah but yeah I, like no. i don't get a lot of say this, in your don't life ask. i'm i will never ask you to this do anything one in your life i will ask you to do this one thing <laughs> yes yes honestly yeah no thanks on that stuff and like i've heard that too with like the ouija board how there there's mm-hmm. one specific demon that follows the ouija board and it'll like spell its name on the ouija board that's it and just... that's the same one that's as Annabelle? I think so. Wow. Well, don't need that in well, my life. No thanks. How many demons are there? You know? I mean, <laughs> like, I think a lot. I think probably maybe a lot. <laughs> too many. Too many too that many. I don't need in my life. Mm-mm. Go away. Mm-hmm. Cleansing the air. I sage everything. I <laughs> I have crystals. I I am Dude, I have crosses good. all over my house because of yeah. that. Literally, I so I talked about um, one of my experiences where, like, I thought something was messing with me at my house. Um, so literally, what I, it was, like, a couple of events that happened. Like, I just kept seeing, like, three lines. It looked like someone took their hands and went, like, down that, like, no on a dusty mirror and on, like, a foggy window. 
And then I like kept hearing something go off and turn on on its own. And I'm like, okay, I'm done. I literally grabbed a cross from my bathroom and put it in my bed. And I never anything like that again. So now oh. I always have crosses all over to protect yeah. myself. Holy like, crap. Don't need that stuff in my life. Yeah. Oh, man. So, and then I Yikes. actually, I, I also had another thing happen. I don't know if I said this on the podcast or not, but with Annabelle, so I hate dolls. I hate, oh, hate, yeah. hate, hate, loathe dolls. <laughs> Um, and I don't, I never wanted to see the Annabelle movie. I eventually did see it and it was kind of mm-hmm. hilarious, but, um, <clears throat> it was around that time the movie was coming out and there were commercials all over for it. I was at my parents' house in my old room. I had a candle lit and I fell asleep, whatever. It was fine. It was open space, no fires. Sure. I remember that I was dreaming, but I don't remember anything about the dream, but I just remember like transitioning abruptly into what looked like me and I was in it was me like in my body I could see through my eyes standing in front of my bed but like a couple feet off of it and I had like a stool on my or in front of my bed and it was the same lighting as the candle that was lit at this current moment and Annabelle was on the stool no no and then I woke up I hate this and then I And then I woke up and I was like, well, not sleeping for another year, I guess. <laughs> I That just reminded me of a, a, t- a scarier thing that used to occur to me. If Because <laughs> speaking of dreams, I used to have night terrors. <gasps> no, you didn't. Yeah. Um, I used to when I was a kid and I used to sleepwalk. When I was a kid. Oh, I, I sleptwalked all the time too. Yeah. And I think it had I like... <laughs> My mom likes to say I was possessed, <laughs> but was I really? Yes. Who knows? Who's to say? <laughs> Probably. Uh, but um, but no, my night terrors. I would um, it, I'd be dreaming, and I'd wake up in my dream, literally wherever I was, kind of like what yours was. Like mm-hmm. the lighting would be the same, whatever room I was in, whatever it was, whoever was there, I would wake up in my dream in that same position. And I would roll over in my dream, like try to get comfortable again. And then all of a sudden, um, whatever, like I would have like all of a sudden not be able to move sleep paralysis or whatever. And in the corner of whatever room I was in would just be this shadowy figure. No, like not just a shadow smoke figure almost. Okay. Yeah. And then it would just hover there and I wouldn't be able to move. And then it would just shoot out at me and then I'd wake up. Oh my gosh. It would shoot. No, thank you. So, I don't want that. (laughs) So, I learned kind of how to control my dreams to avoid that because I haven't. Dreams? Mm hmm. Wow. Yeah. Okay. So I ba- like basically what has, so if I were ever to have those dreams, I would just not roll over in my dream and just go back to sleep mm. in my dream. Wow. Like that's, that seemed to do it. And, um, and so I haven't had one in a really long time. I'll wake okay. up like realizing that I was like, oh, that was almost a night terror, but it's been years <laughs> since I've actually had one. Almost, you almost got me. Yeah. <laughs> 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 Gotta be quick at that. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, I have I have one question for you, and feel free to say no. Okay. Uh, I was listening to a podcast, and they also had vivid dreams. They were saying on TikTok, people who have vivid dreams were to ask the people in their dreams what the date and time were, and to see Ooh. how people reacted. So I don't know because you have night terrors. I don't know if you want to do this because it would mess it might mess with your dream or something. Like, I don't know I if flip like- over and ask the demon in the corner, excuse me, what time is it? <laughs> excuse, <laughs> excuse, me, sir. Little- <laughs> excuse me, 
<laughs> as a watch on. Thank you for at- that's all I wanted. I don't. <laughs> I'm gonna leave you alone now. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> but I, have I no guess idea. <laughs> I'm in the wrong place. <laughs> I gotta go. I'm so late. Maybe that's why he's shooting out because he's so late. <laughs> and I'm just inconsiderate, not rolling <laughs> over. What say. a jerk. <laughs> but oh, I guess um, the people like in the dreams react to that. So. I don't know if that's Ooh. something you want to try. Um, I don't know if you can remember that stuff. I have never had a vivid dream. I barely remember my dreams. I never really have nightmares. So I'm I'm a lucky person. Oh, my fiance is same. He never remembers mm-hmm. his dreams. And every time he does, he's like, I don't like it. I was like, ah, oh, tell me everything. What happened? I dissect <laughs> dreams. I'll like, yeah, I know. I'll take everything. I love it. I have actually, so to that, I have never asked what day or time. I guess I've never thought to do that. Mm-hmm. That's super interesting. And now I want to. But yes. I've had people look at me in the eyes, count down from five, and then my alarm goes off. I hate that so yeah. much, but I also love it. I hate it and love it. I well, hate I hate it. it because, like, I'll hear them counting. I'm like, oh, my alarm's going to go off. <laughs> Dang it. <laughs> Here I am thinking, like, a bomb or something. Yeah. So you're like, no, no like, I'm going to have to wake I up. I have to get up. <laughs> my <Dang> dream it. <laughs> alarm. <laughs> <laughs> well at least yeah. you know i guess yeah well, the first time it happened though did you did you actually know or was it just i weird? thought it was the craziest thing i was like oh what that was crazy and now, like i was like super into it now i'm like i don't want to get up. <laughs> <laughs> it was cool at first but now it's like when superman now i'm annoyed <laughs> yeah <laughs> <laughs> oh that's that's wild dude i i'm so glad that i've had this conversation because i just i'm so excited now okay yeah try it let me know how it goes maybe I um I will we can back. do another 100%. podcast about it or something okay now that was fun let's get, let's get into it <laughs> let's get uncomfortable as i like to say like this it. case is called the prom night murders and actually so i have been researching this for a couple days but two days ago i realized that this is actually an ongoing case now being reopened so I almost didn't do it. I almost was like, let's pull an all-nighter and figure out what I'm going to research. Because yesterday I was like, maybe I shouldn't do this case. But Mm -hmm. I changed my mind. And it's just because a lot of things are in favor of one way. I don't want that. If there's a chance. if So they did. They convicted the person once. And now they're overruling it. or, Or they're trying to overrule it. So I don't want it to be heavy on the guilty. Sure. So I'm, I'm tried really hard to make it as like neutral as possible. So I hope awesome. that comes off starting now. <laughs> so the, like I said, prom night murders. So I want to give a lot of backstory on it. So Robert and Ava Pelly had met at Mount Vernon Nazarene University in Ohio in the 60s. And this is actually really weird because my mom also grew up in Ohio. I forgot to ask her, but so they were in Ohio. My mom went to Nazarene churches as well. And then she moved to Florida. So I wonder if my mom like has any information on this, but I kept forgetting to ask her. So they moved. (laughs) Pause. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So she, or they met at the Nazarene university in the sixties and they were married in the seventies. It actually in 1970, like right away, they fell in love. And they had their first child the next year, December 10th, uh, 1971. And his name was Robert Jeffrey Pelly, and he went by Jeff because he was named after his father. The father was mainly focused with the church, but he also had another job in computer program, computer programming, 
So that's kind of what he did as a side hustle, but he wanted to mainly be church focused. In 1976, they also had another child and her name was Jackie. So Jeff and Jackie. Cute. Cute. <laughs> cute. 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 <laughs> so with his job, he found another opportunity and because like this was in the 70s and 80s, there are a few things that aren't totally clear. I found a source, a lot of sources that said that they moved to Florida because Bob, I'll call him Bob from now on, Robert, the dad, he got a job opportunity for his computer work. But there was also another source that said that he worked at a bank. So, and that comes into play later. That's why I mentioned because normally it's like, oh, did he work with computers or in the bank? Like, who cares? It matters. So depending on which way it goes, it's, it's just interesting okay in 1980 he got that opportunity and he took it so unfortunately after they moved to florida in the 1980 in 1984 his wife was diagnosed with skin cancer so that would be ava and she refused treatment and died in february of that year so she died like pretty quick unfortunately So some people just don't want to get treated and that's your prerogative, I guess. But it's just really sad because it left two kids without a mom. Yeah. So he actually found a widower pretty quickly and her name was Dawn Huber. So they, I don't, there's no information on how they met. They weren't even like living close by. I don't really understand. I couldn't, I tried. I didn't find any other information. (laughs) Um, They didn't like live together or anything, but they found each other, her husband and this I just feel like there's something behind this, but her husband died of carbon monoxide poisoning while working on a car, which seems mm. super suspicious to me. Fishy. Right? Fishy. Doesn't have anything to do with, with what I'm going to talk about today. Well, maybe <laughs> no, no, no. We're unpacking this now. <laughs> New murder. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Maybe there's a, like a, a red yarn string yes. that needs to be We're like psychotic all of a sudden. Yeah. <laughs> like, it all makes like from um, It's Always Sunny, Charlie. Yes. The mailroom. <laughs> That's all coming together. Whatever. So it just, it doesn't make sense to me. The reason why it's so weird is because it's not a s- nice death. It's an intense no. death, you know? Yeah. So that's why I'm like, that doesn't just like happen. Like, happen. you're just sleepy, you know? No, it's like you suffer bad. So you can't uh, breathe. <laughs> yeah. And, and like, like your stuff happens to your skin in that process yeah. too. So it, I don't know, weird, but whatever. They just brush over that fact. Okay. <laughs> so <laughs> back to what we were originally talking about. <laughs> she was 27. She had three kids. This is Dawn, the girl that mm-hmm. lost her, or the lady that lost her husband. Um, the t- three kids were Jolene, who was two, Janelle, who was four, and the oldest, Jessica, who was five. And she goes by Jesse. The two people who, Dawn and Robert, who I will call Bob now, uh, mm-hmm. fell in love, very happily in love very quickly though but that it's not like we well it might be weird with the dad dying but who knows mm-hmm. um so the mom died in 84 and they were married november 85 mm-hmm. so it was like a year and a half so yeah. kind of weird has nothing to do with the case again <laughs> but I, I don't know why i'm like now like oh suspicious. no now i'm invested in this yeah. like <laughs> yeah, like screw the case that i yeah is researching need to find out no okay so they were married in 85 and this is weird too the kids didn't know they were dating and they like let them know like hey i got married and now you have a blended family like they didn't meet anyone else but this was also in the 80s where like they didn't really care they're like we're in love like it doesn't matter Mm -hmm. 
versus nowadays what a wild time the 80s i know right like kids you guys are supposed to conform to me i don't care how you feel about other people (laughs) versus like now opinions (laughs) yeah disgusting life is Uh, so much harder why do people have to care i know versus like nowadays when i feel like at least i hear people talk about like they want to date and then eventually have them meet their kid and then Mm. that'll be the ultimate test whatever so they got married and then they moved into each other and then the kids moved into each other moved in with each other they wanted to be a blended family obviously like that was their dream like everyone just getting along with the great bunch essentially but it didn't really work out that way um right away the biggest issue was that dawn one of the kids jeff and jackie to or jack jacqueline what was her name again jackie sorry jackie Mm -hmm. um to call her mom and they weren't okay with that and they felt like she was trying to replace their mom that just passed away because that was so fresh so i don't know when the dad died or when the dad passed away if that was so much uh so much longer that time had passed and they were like Mm -hmm. that's why they weren't as rough with bob but the kids just felt like the mom was or dawn was trying to replace their mom and they just really weren't cool with that no so they lived in florida until 1986 where they moved again to lakeville indiana where bob would lead a congregation of 50 people at the olive branch church and their house was right next door it was like literally like a walk it was like yards away super super close because he was the main guy like in charge of all the pastor or the, all the pastor stuff mm-hmm. so the kids themselves they got along okay like obviously the, the three sisters got along and the brother and sister got along and they were okay blended the girls got along really well but the biggest issue was really jeff he was the one that was kind of angry about it and he met he was the oldest so maybe he just was really upset about the mom he was in his teenage years so he was rebelling like all it was yes Mm. it was like a perfect mesh of like anger essentially he was Mm -hmm. just at the worst age for all this to happen Mm -hmm. And But Jackie did say that she also had a problem. She, they didn't see eye to eye with her and the mom. That she just really didn't like the way she raised her three girls. And it was different from like how they knew they were supposed to be raised. So those mm-hmm. were a couple of issues. And a lot of this perspective that I'm about to say that is negative towards Jeff is from his stepsister's perspective. So okay. keep that in mind when I say that. And I try to say that as much as I can. But um, I just don't want it to seem like I really want to come out as unbiased, but it's really hard in this position. So uh, Jessica, the uh, sister or stepsister, she said that her mom did try pretty hard to just have a good relationship with Jeff, but he just was over it, essentially. And honestly, like, yeah, of course, that's going to happen with him at his age, like we just Mm -hmm. talked about. He was just misbehaving and acting out a lot. He would just try and, like, push people's buttons, really. That was the biggest issue. Mm -hmm. And and Bob, he would stand by his wife, Dawn, and he would give out discipline to Jeff. And Jeff didn't really care, even though he was getting, like, spanked at however old. Like, I was spanked as a kid, and, like, I didn't get spanked past a certain age. Because Mm -hmm. at some point, it's like, you're spanking an adult. yeah, I don't know. <laughs> it's, it's weird like mm-hmm. it, it doesn't make any sense no matter what i just don't think it's right to spank someone at that age it's just like there's got to be a better way honestly yeah. but there's no point in like pulling it apart because it's been like 30 or freaking how long we can unpack a lot 80s. of things in this yeah like how stepmom yes. killed 
dad. Yes. <laughs> yes. And this this is in the 80s and however long ago the 80s were, gosh, 50 years ago almost. No, Yikes. that's not right. That's no, not don't right. do that 40. to me. <laughs> 40 years ago. Isn't that crazy? It's weird. Oh, I'm like, God. it was like 20 years ago, the 80s. We're still in the 2000s. Nope. Yeah. Nope. Unfortunately. <sighs> so weird. Okay. So on the other side of things, so everyone's like, this is Jessica saying like, Jeff was rough and he was rude and all this stuff. Then there's Jackie coming in saying that he was a good guy and he was like an ally to have in the house. Mm. So it's basically like, what's true? Who knows? But yeah, this is just what they're saying. Like I said before, they wanted to seem like the Brady Bunch. They wanted to seem like a melting pot where everything was just kind of coming together and they were just so happy. And basically like they were just the two halves that each family was missing. But in reality, it seemed more like this melting pot, quote unquote, was really like oil and water coming together that like, mm-hmm. you could try as hard as you could, but they were still separate, separate, and it was just messy. The harder you tried together, the messier it got. Yeah. So that, that I came up with that on my own. I didn't read that. That was pretty good. I was going to say, oh, I like yeah. that analogy. That's pretty Thank good. Thank you. I should be a writer. <laughs> um, so Jeff, he had a couple of guns. Well, I should say Bob had a couple of guns. I think it was like a rifle, a shotgun, and a pistol. And they would do target practice practice outside just with like a couple cans here and there. Nothing too crazy. They never went hunting. But one day Jeff was practicing shooting and he started aiming at uh, Jessica's cat. And he, Jessica was like, no, stop. Don't do that. Don't do that. Don't do that. And he was like kind of smiling about it. And eventually he stopped. So they like really dove into this saying like, he's an evil person, which like, I get it. That's super messed up to do. But like, as a kid, you don't like think that way, you know? And I watch, I watch so many like documentaries and stuff like that. And not even on this case, but like in general where they like look back and they're like, they're messed up. That's it. That's the one. That was the beginning. He he ate my sandwich. And that's when I knew he (laughs) He was evil. He lined up his sunglasses in a perfect row. And I should have known then that that was it. (laughs) That was it. I should have killed him right there. No. (laughs) I just. So um, as I was typing it, I'm like, like, yeah, that's messed up. But I feel like a lot of boys would do that. Like, you know. But yeah. She she really felt like that was one thing. So like when you look back at a serial killer or a killer's life, you're, there's so many things you could say that too. And then like I could look back at my life and be like, maybe I'm gonna be a serial serial killer <laughs> someday because is like, that... is this me? <laughs> Are we? Am, am I the drama? <laughs> am, is it me? <laughs> <laughs> is, am I the problem? Yes. Yes. Always, of course. Mm-hmm. Hi, it's so, me. <laughs> <laughs> she really took that as like a big thing and really like played on that it's like the first time she was like okay yeah this guy's really messed up but she was so young he another thing that he did which i can see both ways is while jessica jesse was showering he had come in and taken her clothes and towel and she was young she was really young and she was saying like i don't know what kind of teenage boy would want to do that and like see a girl like naked or whatever which like i don't think that was the. i think it was just a joke Mm-hmm. And I can 100% see a boy doing that and think I, I don't have siblings and I, mm-hmm. I just, that just sounds like a brother thing to do. And like, obviously, yes. like you said, like that oil and water thing, like they no, 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 no one got along. So like maybe there was some malicious yeah. intent behind it, but also yeah, that seemed just like, like a brother. <laughs> yeah, honestly. And the way she described it, I was like, oh yeah. And then I was like thinking about it like, okay. Obviously, teenage boys want to see girls naked. Not in this case because it's his stepsister and she's very young. But it just, 
I pulled it apart and I was like, it could be bad, but I don't know. None of it's great by any means. No, none of this is great. You're right. Not condoning any of this. (laughs) Let's just to remind you guys, we are not. This is no, no. (laughs) If you think we are, you're wrong. We're not condoning this. This is not (laughs) PSA. (laughs) Thank you. The weird thing though that she said is that so she obviously had to run to her room naked. Um, she heard him like laughing in his room. So she like took that as like creepy. And she thought this was like just to act out and make him feel in control. And he kind of felt a thrill from this, like causing other people pain. So this was like another first step where he realized like, oh, I can do this. I can get away with this. Okay, let's do it. Another time. So this is a list of like stuff that Jesse said. Another time they were having like a camp out in their backyard. The parents were away for some reason and Jeff was in charge. He was old enough to babysit the four girls were in the tent just like having a good time because they got along really well Mm -hmm. when all of a sudden i guess a guy in a mask unzipped the tent and the girls just started freaking out which like reasonable and he grabs jesse he threw her over her shoulder and she started he she says that he started walking towards the pool and she thought he was gonna throw her in the pool but then he didn't so that was just to add drama to the story whatever he puts her on the counter and he's like laughing. He takes off the mask and it's Jeff. I've, I made that. Color so me casual. shocked. Yeah. yeah. Honestly. <laughs> so she, he's like laughing about it and she's just like super pissed. She's like, that's not funny. I'm so upset with you. And he's like apologizing saying, I didn't mean to get you so upset. I'm, I won't do it again. And she's just like not hearing it because she's a little kid, you know? Mm-hmm. So he's like, just what was the tell. age difference again? Sorry. He was so I think, like, teen and she's like seven or eight so okay. it's a pretty yeah gap. that's a big jump yeah but, but it, like honestly my brothers would do that the, the mask is kind of weird but like i don't know but if you're scaring your sisters again i don't want to condone anything that's happening but yeah. like it just sounds like something that a brother would do yeah and, but individually like these seem perfectly fine when i'm mm-hmm. stacking it all together like this it's like oh that he did this oh and this and, and this the, like yeah. yeah the multiple it's like okay buddy <laughs> down yeah (laughs) Yeah, exactly so she jessica the next day told her parents and they were like well okay he did that but it probably wasn't that bad and you're fine and jeff saw this that that. he didn't get in trouble for that he's like i can do this again really i'm not gonna get in trouble that's great so the behavior only escalated from here and it just kind of turned into like psychological almost if that makes sense, where he you was like, okay, me, Jeff. he basically liked the idea of like psychologically how he put on that mask and was like, she thinks that like, I'm a killer. I'm going to kill her kind of thing. So he started doing more stuff like that while he was babysitting all the girls when the parents were gone. Another time he, or the power had gone out And he had a reason, which she even said didn't make sense because, like, what are you going to do with a remote when the power goes off? Mm-hmm. But he was pushing her so much that she actually did it. And like everyone else, she was afraid of the basement. And she's just going down the stairs in the pitch black. And all of a sudden, she just feels like a shove. And she fell to the ground and just heard Jeff laughing in the darkness, essentially. So it's like a slow escalation, but I definitely think it is some sort of escalation. Yeah. Yeah. A power move, kind of. Yeah. Then another time he had told, like, just come into Jessica's room and he was like, 
come into the bathtub like you need to get in the bathtub and she's like no why and he's like because I said so if you don't do this I'm going to throw Jolene in the pool and you know that she's not gonna be able to survive so she's like okay I don't want him to hurt Jolene so I'm gonna get in the bathtub the bathtub was full of ice cubes so the water was freezing cold and she got in and he picks up a freaking hairdryer and pretends to throw it in but he didn't obviously and he's just laughing about it the whole time and then he walks away and Jess is just sitting there like so confused so he just does the weirdest things you know and it's just to her yeah well you'll find oh okay I the other <laughs> spoiler <two> alert <laughs> not not a good one not a good one um he there they end up dying the two her two other sisters end up being murdered so they don't have stories to recount and even dawn passes away too so it's so hard to know if like other people were being affected by jeff's behavior or if it was just to jesse so it's it's tough this is really i want to believe that she's telling the truth and i'm not going to say that she isn't but it's so hard to know if anyone else had these issues if that makes sense yeah okay so um he had just such a short temperature i keep saying oh my god again (laughs) (laughs) it's like a 40 and slip i don't even know so he had such a short temper temper with everyone and he actually ended up punching a kid on the bus because he just made him so mad well adjusted that jeff punched him right in the face don't Mm -hmm. know why Never got, like, a real answer why it happened, but he did it. And this was, like, the first thing that he did, like, that was more obvious towards everyone. Because Jeff was doing all this weird stuff to Jesse, and she wasn't telling her parents because the first time something happened. Didn't get in trouble. Yeah, exactly. So she's like, why should I tell him again and just get, like, in trouble or scolded for lying or making things up? So he thought he could do it to everyone. So he started doing it to everyone and acting out he was just like drinking and started stealing and the parents were just like so frustrated with it because they were like spanking him and that was not working obviously so weird i know it's crazy how that doesn't work matching violence with violence isn't working (laughs) crazy crazy (laughs) revelation and bob really didn't know what to do like he thought he knew the answers by spanking but that clearly wasn't working Mm -hmm. and actually one of the neighbors reported bob punching jeff in the face as well so a just a bad situation altogether Mm -hmm. just no one knew what to do at all and it was just really getting to him so his senior year jeff's senior year before prom he was caught stealing cds and money from a neighbor's house Mm -hmm. and bob started grounding him as punishment and at this point he actually said that he couldn't go to prom or any of the prom activities because it's like a whole weekend of a bunch of stuff going on and he's like you can't have any of it really which Mm -hmm. (laughs) i mean fair he was stealing yes and bob was so set on this which i kind of find weird but i guess like if it's your friend it makes sense but this was a member of the church he had told them that he had he was just so upset with jeff and he was dead set on not letting him go to prom because of his actions Mm -hmm. and one of his name was will tisdale he had testified to this that bob was just like no he can't go to prom because of all of his actions so it's documented someone says 
Bob was not letting. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So this this made Jeff like super upset and made him just like continuously fight with his dad about it, trying to get him to let him go to prom. And eventually Bob did give in because it was said that he might like act out of anger sometimes. He just gets so hot headed. He says something and then eventually he goes back realizing like, oh, okay, maybe that was a little much. Maybe I can pull back. And he also probably saw how passionate Jeff was about going to prom. So he's like, okay, you can go to prom, but you can only go to prom. You can't go to, I think they were, there was like a bowling party. There was a dinner and there was an amusement amusement park thing that was going on. Going on. I know, like huge, <laughs> like everything was happening. We had like our prom in like a dance hall <laughs> and that was it. <laughs> Yeah, honestly, like, I don't know what, and this was in the 80s, so it's like, why were they having oh, so much Oh, that's fun? right. I'm, I keep forgetting. I'm like, what school are they going to? <laughs> Can I go? Yeah. Yeah. That was the only event, and Bob had to drive him to and from prom, so that was that was the condition. Mm-hmm. So he was okay with that, I guess. Jeff was okay with that, but he was still, like, upset, whatever. So mm-hmm. the weekend prom comes around, and Jesse goes to a friend's house for the weekend, um, and then Jackie also goes away. She goes to like a church camp, which didn't make so much sense to me because I thought like a church camp was like a week thing. Mm-hmm. And this is during school. So obviously she's in school, but I didn't really get too much other information on it, but whatever. So mm-hmm. Jeff was at prom that weekend or that one night and Jack- Jackie and Jesse were gone with other activities. So on April 30th, the day after prom in 1989, that Sunday, a church member was going to church, which was right across the street from his building, and they realized that Bob wasn't there, which was really weird because he was the one that was, like, in charge of everything, exactly. essentially. Mm-hmm. Like, he he never missed anything. Mm-hmm. So they waited, like, a little while, and they were like, okay, this is, like, just crazy. He This has never happened, so let's go check on him. And they started walking to the house and they saw that the curtains were pulled in. It looked really dark. Didn't make any sense because this just is so out of character. Mm -hmm. So they tried opening the door. Door was locked. One other thing out of character. Windows were locked. Everything was locked. Just super confused. So Will Tisdale, the one I talked about before, he went and got a spare key and opened up the side door, and he was met with a terrible and just gorish sight. Mm. He saw Bob and his glasses flung off on the ground next to a pool of blood. And originally, uh, Bob, uh, Will had said that the puddle of blood was wet next to him. And so he went fresh. to... That's what he said in his original statement. Mm-hmm. So he goes and he looks for the girls because obviously like he has a bunch of kids and he starts going down the stairs and he sees like a little foot and he stops. He's like, no, I, I can't do this. So he starts, he calls 911, like just almost yeah. that. So the police come and they find Bob, his wife, Janelle and Jolene all dead. And this is, this is the worst part. Janelle was eight and Jolene was six. Babies. Yes. They were just so young. The police had determined that it was close range shotgun that had killed them. Very, very close. And like I said, Will, I... That's loud. I know, right? But it was... It's not like a... uh, Oh. It's just like 
the house, the church, and then like open space. Oh, okay. So they interviewed a bunch of people around and they didn't really like have too much to go off of. They started looking for the other three kids because they didn't know where they were. They right. were worried. They couldn't find a murder weapon. That was a big thing. One of the neighbors, like they eventually figured out where the, the kids were. So they started like going to grab the kids. One of the neighbors said that they saw a light in the basement that night. And then when they went into the house, all the lights were off. Mm-hmm. And they also said that the day before, Bob was talking to someone in a big black truck. But they didn't really know who it was. They didn't recognize it. And, like, to me, that's not super weird just because, like, he's a pastor. So, like, right. people go to church all the time and just talk to people looking for answers, mm-hmm. you know? Sure. So, I don't know. That didn't really strike me as super weird. But who knows? Enough, yeah. So, on that same day, Jesse was headed home from her friend's house uh, to go to church. And she saw caution tape, like, all over. And initially she thought like, oh, the police are here. Like maybe my dog died. Something happened because she's just she's a little nine year old girl. She's little, yeah. I know. And Jackie at this time also, she was only 14. So Jeff was like 17 or 18 at this point. Jeez. The police had stopped the um, the mom that was driving Jesse home and took her out of the car and told her what happened. And the friend's mom had to pull Jesse out and tell her what happened that all of her all of her siblings were just gone and she couldn't even like grasp that at nine years old which no how could you yeah 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 so it was so hard and the police actually said that it was a horrible mess and no human should ever see that and they just got on the investigation right away and like i said really nothing came up they got as many interviews and tried to get as much information as they could but there was just really not much that they could go off of because it's like the middle of nowhere you know yeah so Bob was shot in the back and it was almost certain to have killed him, but they don't know for a fact that he died right away. He had two shots. One was in the back, like I said, and then the other one was in the head. And obviously he had died. Mm-hmm. Then the next person to die was Dawn and she was actually holding her daughters trying to protect them because she heard the gun mm-hmm. and she the two of her fingers were shot off because she was shielding her face. She put her face up. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so she was shot next, and then um, Janelle and Jolene were shot after that. So I can't, like, oh, it just, that's so hard to think about. Criminy. I know, right? Like, just the girls had to watch their parents die, you know? Yeah, exactly. Like, they were the last ones. What? And I know you told me not to be biased about it, but I'm a little biased about it. Yeah, (laughs) honestly, honestly. So that's just horrible to think about. So as they go through the, the scene, they find that there was no signs of burglary or burglary, <laughs> burglary or robbery. Sorry, I shouldn't laugh, but I can never say that word. <laughs> I, get, I, get, I laugh when I'm uncomfortable. <laughs> <laughs> and we are uncomfortable. And we're uncomfortable. <laughs> <laughs> so they thought it was an inside job. Everything was locked up, which like you can lock things as you leave, but mm-hmm. whatever. Turns, well, thought- a lot of people have a key to the house, apparently. Will to yeah. still. Yeah, honestly, mm, maybe. Who knows? Um, So, quote unquote, someone from the inside had done this is what they said. So they started taking a closer look at the Pellies and they jumped to Jeff like almost instantly and tried to take a closer look. Weird thing, though. They did not dust for fingerprints. And sometimes this does happen. Mm hmm. And, like, everyone does this, where they think something happens and they're so set on it that they, like, just skip all the other steps. And it happened with Kurt Cobain. When Kurt Cobain died, 
they oh interesting i didn't know that yeah they saw that it was a suicide or they saw how it happened and assumed it was suicide and they didn't follow any other steps they're like okay it's suicide not murder we don't have to look into this too much more when in reality there's so much crap about kurt cobain that just doesn't make any sense but that's a whole nother story that i'm not gonna get into interesting yeah kurt cobain like Hmm. he couldn't it just no just no that's all i have to say it's no so the police had gone through the house and just reviewed the scene they saw a photo album on jeff's bed and it was like my first seven years or whatever so that was kind of weird but like who knows maybe it was reminiscing Mm -hmm. they found some wet washcloths in the bathroom which led them to believe that like the killer washed himself off Mm -hmm. and they also found a small load of laundry in the washer so that was kind of weird and they were like okay so maybe the killer put it in there and tried to like wash the blood off and they put luminol on there which is like a a test show the blood and i watch csi i know you, you got it you got it <laughs> <laughs> so the the clothes just like shine Lit super up. bright yeah but that's because a lot of detergent back then had triggers that would set off luminol and also iron in water can set it off so they oh. used that but oh. it's not very it's not a very strong ground to stand on yeah So then a forensic pathologist comes in because he's supposed to do all that testing stuff. Like he's supposed to check for rigor mortis and liver mortis and um, the temperature of the body, see if there's any bugs on the body to see like the time of death, essentially. Mm -hmm. Instead of doing that, he thought it would be better to just put put him in a body bag and send him away. Good, 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 good. good. He was like, you know what? I don't feel comfortable in this setting. Let's go to the lab and let's do it there. Mm Mm-hmm. Good. Not sure why. Good. He, Good. Yeah. he had, at least he admitted to it though. He's sure. like, Yeah, I got most of my um observations and opinions from the notes that they took it from the autopsy. And I'm like, that's not how that Good. works. Good. Yeah. Yeah. I like, like us, we're like, that's not how that works. Like, exactly. I've watched and I've watched NCIS and CSI a lot. And I'm Do you know sure. how many true crime podcasts I've listened to. I'm a professional, okay. <laughs> I could have your job in a in that, that in second. a second, buddy. <laughs> Essentially, yes. But at least he admitted to it in court that mm. he had like just totally botched it. This is really interesting, though. So Jesse was only nine, and I guess it makes sense, but she had never heard the details of what happened, and she believed that Bob did a murder suicide, essentially, where he killed everyone and then killed himself. But that's literally mm. impossible because yeah. first off. They never found the murder weapon, and he had two shots. Yeah, because I was was all on it, and then I was like, shot in the back. Yeah, that's not going to work out. No. So, but she doesn't know this, and Mm. so she never – it took her – it was a long time before she actually heard the true story. Got it. So the police figured out where uh, Jackie was. She was at the church camp, and they figured out that Jeff was at the amusement park for prom the next day. So, kind of weird that he went to that, even though his dad said no. Specifically said no. Yes. So, I will say, though, that there are a few sources. It's just, it's a little tricky. So, originally, it said that he had taken everything away. He wasn't allowed to go to prom. And then he eased up and let him go to prom. Mm -hmm. Another source said that he had taken away everything except going to prom. 
And then Jackie says that he was allowed to go to everything at some point. Hmm. So it's which like that was damning evidence for me. The fact that he went to that amusement park. But if if he was allowed to go, then it makes sense. But it's just really confusing as to what is actually true. But then I go back to Will Tisdale and how he had said that Bob specifically said he wasn't allowed to go to prom. So that's why I'm like, okay, he probably wasn't supposed to be there, but I can't say for sure. Mm -hmm. So while he was at the amusement park, he had specifically said something feels off, like something's not right right now. And he had told his girlfriend that, Darla, the prom date. Mm -hmm. And then someone came to get him and was like, you need to come with us to the police station. And eventually they told him, like, your mom, your step, or excuse me, your dad, your stepmom, and your two stepsisters are dead. And he just broke down right away, just started crying and asking just all these questions, like, what's going on? I don't know what's happening. Mm -hmm. But once he got to the police station, he kind of, like, shifted his mood, the police officers say. So who knows if this is true. Mm -hmm. But they say, like, he just wasn't as sad, I guess, as he was before. Mm -hmm. So they thought that was kind of weird. And the police also noticed that some guns were missing from the house. So normally in the bedroom, there is an, a bow and arrow and a shotgun on like a, a rack. And mm-hmm. the shotgun was gone. So they asked him about that. And the, this is um, May 1st, obviously, the day after okay. prom. Mm-hmm. He had said, Jeff said that his dad had sold the guns like a month ago. And they just weren't there. Mm. And what they also did, because they suspected Jeff. They talked to Will Tisdale and they're like, okay, he said not to go to prom, but he went to prom anyways. So that's kind of weird. Let's like, he must, he's a suspect. He's a talking about fights and everything. Yeah. Person of interest, you will say. So I don't know if you know much about shotguns, but they have a lot of recoil and they were like, okay, maybe he has a bruise on his um, clavicle or something on his shoulder area. So they even took a picture of it and they didn't see any bruises. I will say. I will say, though, that I have shot a shotgun and I didn't have any bruises on myself after oh, I shot. Oh, I, I looked like I got punched repeatedly over and over again. Really? <laughs> like, okay. by a donkey. Oh. Just, <laughs> just absolutely <laughs> annihilated. Super fantastic. So, it could yeah. go either way. Yeah. I didn't figure out. Well, I guess I did, but I just don't know much about guns. I just shot mm-hmm. another person's gun, so I don't know. It was legal, though. It wasn't sure. anything. Sure. In the sure. Yeah. <laughs> Cut to me crying again. <laughs> yeah, it's a great, great podcast to be on. <laughs> She doesn't do anything illegal. <laughs> oh, gosh. So I, I don't even remember, but it, it could have been one of those things. That's probably something I should have looked into. That I was also holding the gun very incorrectly because I'm oh, my perfect. arms are not long enough <laughs> to hold it. And so I was holding it more on my arm and less on my okay. shoulder. Yeah, so that's my fault, no. but still. Not ideal. <laughs> <laughs> don't do what I did. So he didn't have any bruises or anything like that. Then what else happened? I lost my spot. Okay, yeah, so he said that um, he had sold the guns, and they also checked him for any bruising. But Jesse specifically said that she remembers the gun hanging in the bedroom. This is later that they find that out, though, because she doesn't know anything that happens when the initial murders happen, because she's only nine years old. Sure. But when they come back to this, she says that. So there's really no other leads. They have no other information, and Jeff is the person of this case. And they don't really look into anything else. They talk to Darla's girl or Darla, the girlfriend of Jeff. Mm -hmm. And she says that she was surprised that he was able to come to the house and pick her up because she knew he got in trouble. 
Jeff said that his dad had changed his mind at the last minute and that's why he could go. But he was not supposed to tell anyone because it was like a sore topic or something like that. Mm. And that's kind of weird. That's fishy. Yes, exactly. And I'm not sure if this is like I like I, if this is correct or not, like how the punishment went on. And I kind of already explained this. So it's kind of tough to know for sure. Mm-hmm. Also, they never say if Bob drove him there or anything like that. But I'm going to assume that he didn't at this point. Okay. I never found anywhere because that was the biggest thing was that Bob had he to drive him. there. But I never found if it was Jeff driving or Bob driving. So okay. kind of weird that no one ever specified with that. But I'm going to assume that Bob didn't drive. Yes. So eventually there's a funeral for everyone and it's stated that Jeff kind of seemed emotionless during the funeral. And there's actually a picture of him like hugging someone and like looking out and you can only see like probably his like nose, one of his eyes and like his cheek essentially. Mm-hmm. And to me it almost looks like he's smirking. Mm. Yeah. And Ew. I'll put I know, right? So I'll post that on Instagram, that picture, because, like, it's everywhere. But who knows? It's a tough angle, so I could just be, like, seeing what I want to see, you know? Yeah, But a lot lot of people said that he was just, like, emotionless. And he says that it's because his dad told him to, like, not show emotion and to never cry. And this is also in the 80s when Mm. men didn't have any mental illnesses, obviously. Sure. Yeah. What an amazing time. The 80s. Cool. Crazy. And then it just happened. All the men got emotions mm-hmm. the, like the next Poof. year. <laughs> Crazy. Mm-hmm. So um, it's a believable statement, but who knows? Sure. Yeah. So after the funeral. I do feel like, sorry, there, I feel like there's a difference mm-hmm. between being stoic and like not showing emotion and being strong and then like yeah. psychopath. <laughs> <laughs> Two different things, yeah. I'd say. Call <laughs> <laughs> me yeah. crazy. <laughs> yeah, that sounds about right. <laughs> So, unfortunately, after the funeral, the three kids got separated and just poor Jessie. She had no one because her mom and her two sisters were uh, gone and her dad was already gone. Mm -hmm. So, she went from a grandpa to an aunt to a foster home for the rest of her life and she never felt like she had a real home. She always felt like a burden because she was passed around. Jeff, Jeff never really got away from hit like the story and everyone yeah. kind of believed it was him in the town and he just got sick of like the murmuring and the gossip so he moved to florida and huh, he was a little busy in florida um so he actually did all three of them got an inheritance eventually when they were turned 23 but jeff wanted his like right away mm-hmm. and he had made up a story where um so it i should say dawn the stepmom mm-hmm. her father was in charge of doling out the inheritance and jeff was trying to get it from him so he said that he had skin cancer and had to have surgery to get it removed and it was like 48 or no twenty thousand dollars because the inheritance was forty eight thousand dollars and he was just saying how he's in so much debt and he needs that money and the dad's like okay or grandpa i should say he's like yeah okay just send me a bill and i will give you the money and so he sends them a bill and gosh this guy he literally like calls the people to make sure it's real which like i wouldn't do i wouldn't even Mm -mm. think you know and he gets like 
a weird person who doesn't really know what's going on and the bill looks real though so he asks for the doctors on the bill and they're like these people don't exist so he eventually calls the police and figures out that it was a fake bill mm-hmm. and what happened was like his wife's mom so jeff's wife's mom worked in the hospital and that's how she got that like tricky form or whatever to fool him mm-hmm. and also jeff was um convicted for wire fraud money wiring fraud and he was on house arrest for six months so he was oh, not not uh, no not mm-hmm. not the best mm-hmm. citizen so at this point in the timeline mm-hmm. that murder is completely cold yes it's a cold case at this point completely. yeah so the police still think it's jeff like mm-hmm. They are not looking for anyone else. They just don't think they have the evidence to convict, you know? Mm -hmm. So they just kind of let them go because there's nothing they can do. Oh, yeah. So it's, it's a little rough. And obviously like their theory was that the, he killed the dad because he didn't let him go to prom and he wanted to go to everything, you know? And he had to kill, the stepmom and the, the stepgirls. Yeah. Yeah. Because they were mm-hmm. there, you know, mm-hmm. which just seems so horrifying, you know. That's terrible. Yeah. So to go a little bit further into the police investigation and like the evidence they're trying to gather against Jeff to get some kind of conviction. They said that between the time the family was last seen alive to the time the family was like someone tried to get a hold of the family and they couldn't, like they were unreachable, was about 45 minutes. So, like, the last time someone had spoken to them, yeah, and then someone tried, like, knocking on the door, they didn't get a response, 45 minutes, roughly. Wow. And that's quick. I know, right? And they claim that Jeff was there in that period of time. So, Hmm. a little tricky. But Jeff's attorney does not agree with this. And he said that there was definitely some kind of human activity going on in the house at 5 p.m. But Jeff was gone by that point. So I don't know where he got that from. There was Mm. the fact that the neighbor had seen the light on in the basement. So I don't know if that's what he's referring to. But who knows? Mm -hmm. And Jackie, his sister, his actual, like his blood sister, said that the police made Jeff a suspect basically because they just did sloppy work. And this is like a smaller town. So I mean, you know, those things. We've heard those things. So the timeline of the day went like this and there's like no specific times at all. So this is just like this happened first. This kind of happened after this might be at the same time. Who knows? So Jeff has his friends come over and take pictures at his house because for some reason his house is a place to be for pictures. Mm -hmm. Everyone's just taking pictures, having a good time. Jeff's just in like a t-shirt and jeans, whatever. Then one of his friends forgets his date's corsage. So he runs back home and then he starts driving by the house and no one's there anymore. He assumes everyone's gone, but Jeff's car is still there. So Jeff's still there. He goes to pick up his date. And then about 30 minutes after he passes the house where no one's there, he drives past again. I don't know, like just because he has to. And mm-hmm. Jeff's car is gone. So in that period of time, 30 minutes, Jeff's car is gone. A little while after that, another family comes by and they're just taking more prom pictures, I guess. Mm-hmm. And so they, they were being, they were expected the Pellies were expecting them to come in. So they knock on the door and there's no response. They wait a little while and they're like, okay, I guess they're just not going to do it anymore. So mm-hmm. they give up and they go home. 
uh, at that same time or around that same time, Jeff is at a gas station and he uses the phone to call Darla, his prom date, to say, I'm running a little late, but I'm going to pick you up. And this is when she's like, oh, you're oh, you're going. Okay. Like, yeah, OK, I guess. And he also and I forgot to mention this. He also has to, like, fix something in his car. So uh, Will Tisdale had said that his uh, Bob was so set on Jeff not going to the prom that he had done something to his car to, like, make it not work so he couldn't drive. Mm. So he was at the gas station fixing whatever happened to his car. Interesting. I know, right? So from all of these loose, like, um, timeline, this loose timeline, the police figured that it was about 20 minutes of unaccounted time that Jeff could potentially do the murder. But in that 20 minutes, he would have to shoot four people, mm-hmm. gather all of the shotgun shells, clean himself up, and start that load of laundry. So like you have me, and then I go back. And then yeah, I go right? back. It, <laughs> well, that's okay. So good. I'm glad you're saying that because that just shows that I'm not biased. I am no, you are not neutral. You neutral. are neutral as hell. Yes. <laughs> and I'm like yes. trying to pick. <laughs> like a yes. waste. It's it's really tough. So it's tough. But it is possible. Mm-hmm. So after they're building this case, they're trying to figure out what's going on. No one ever forgets about what's happened in this mm-hmm. town because, like, it's a small town. It's a small know? town. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So after a few years, Jesse's in a foster home and she gets a call from Jeff. And she had not heard from Jeff or Jackie since the funeral, essentially. Like, they just <laughs> fell out of touch, you know? Yeah. And he asked her how she was, how things are going, and if she wanted to come visit him in Florida. And at first she was kind of hesitant, but he's like, you know, I'll pay for you to come down and like hang out. And she's like, okay, yeah, that sounds awesome. She was only 15 at the time. Mm-hmm. So once she gets there, she's kind of like settling in and he kind of just comes out and says like, who do you think killed our family? And she goes, yeah, I know, right? Okay, I haven't seen you in like five years. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and she is, she's taken back by this and she's like, well, it was your dad. He. It was a murder-suicide, like everyone was saying, because that's what she believed. She had no right. other information on the case. Right. And he just kind of like took that. He was like, okay, yeah, all right. Yeah, that me too. Sense. Yeah, for sure. So as Jesse looks back on this, she's just so glad that things happened the way she did because she truly thinks that Jeff did it. And if she would have answered like any other way who knows what could have happened yeah and in her, sure. in her mind she just like her f- face just gets white and she just goes cold when she thinks about it because she's like what could have happened to me you know Oof. i could have been the next victim you know because yeah. she she believes that jeff did it mm-hmm. so over a decade after she visited him she gets another visit from two investigators and they knock on their door and they're cold case investigators she didn't really understand why they were there though that's how they introduced themselves she's like well it's not a cold case it's closed yeah Yeah. it was a murder suicide and that's when she finds out all the information that it it's literally it's impossible for the dad to do it because Mm -hmm. he was shot twice and the murder weapon was gone so it just doesn't make any sense yeah and they say who do you think could have done it and instantly she goes jeff jeff yeah yeah so I heard this is what she said happened. I also read somewhere that the investigators were the one that said Jeff. So, and then oh, she kind of led, led her into, yeah. Yes. 
So it's not like for certain that she instantly said Jeff. Who knows? Mm-hmm. Only there's like few people in the world that can know for sure who said sure. what. But, you know. Mm-hmm. So they asked if they could ask her a couple questions and get some more information from her. And that's when they find out that she saw the shotgun on that rack that day. And they asked her if she would testify that the guns were there. And she's like, let's do it. Let's get this guy gone. So this is really interesting because Jackie had also testified about the guns that she um, she said that her dad got rid of them because Jeff had like made a suicide attempt or like said he was going to commit suicide. Right. So his dad cleaned out all the guns from the house. But why wouldn't Jeff say that when he was questioned? Because Jeff yeah. said that he sold the guns. So that's weird to me that their stories wouldn't line up because like – It sounds like Jackie just trying to yeah. save her brother yeah, or something exactly. like that. Yeah. Like yeah. I feel like that Mendable. would be great. Yeah. I feel like it would be a great alibi though just saying like, oh, yeah, I got, I got really suicidal. So my dad took away the guns and that's why there's no guns. Like it couldn't have, I couldn't have done this because they're gone. Yeah. But it's kind of weird. Then on the other hand of things, they actually found the guy – and he said that he had uh, – Bob had given him the guns. So it was um, the pistol, the rifle, and the shotgun. But years later when they he um, came in again, he couldn't for sure recall if he got all of those guns. So who knows? Mm. Maybe he kept the one. And like shotguns, I feel like we, even back then were like the main weapon in the house. You just yeah. had a shotgun on hand just like the – who's in my house kind of thing yeah, for protection. That's enough to scare anybody away. You're just exactly. hearing that. Exactly. So it would make sense for me to keep at least one. And if it's in his room and he like locks his room, I would feel like that would be safe, but it's, it's kind of weird. Mm-hmm. So the reason why those investigators went to her house is because there was a new prosecutor that believed they had enough um, evidence against Jeff to prosecute him. Mm-hmm. So, They charged him with four counts of murder on August 7th, 2022. And the murders happened in 1987. Wow. Yeah. Long time. So they um, charged him on the 7th and arrested him on the 10th. So this is where it gets a little technical. Before the trial started, obviously the kids went into like a foster care system. They Mm -hmm. tried to get the records from that foster care system and there was like an act where all that stuff was sealed or something and they tried to go around that but they couldn't and it was like this long period of time so he was arrested in 2022 and the trial didn't start until 2026 or 20 2022 sorry oh my god i'm looking at you going this is happening now (laughs) right now no sorry um 2002 is when he was arrested the trial yeah there was a trial date in 2003, but it got pushed off because these documents, like, they kept going back and forth as to whether they could use them in court. So the trial didn't start until 2006, almost four years after he was wow. arrested. Yeah, it was just insane. So the biggest evidence that they had against him was the fact that, or the the fact that Jesse could testify that she saw the gun the hanging gun, on yeah. that on that shelf. They also said that there was the photo album on his bed. So they kind of said that he was reminiscing about his life before it was all over, essentially, like Mm -hmm. the good old days. Also, the uh, load in the washer, because there 
they said that there was a pair of jeans in there and he, they, he was wearing a pair of jeans all day that was noted mm-hmm. and he washed them and the fact that he went to prom and that he drove himself to his girlfriend's house because no one ever said that Bob did it. So they used all that and the jurors took that. One juror had said that another piece of like really important evidence was a photo of Bob that was um, of him like dead on the floor and it looked like someone had shot him from Jeff's room. So obviously like you get a layout of the house and you see mm-hmm. the pictures and where things were and it looked like someone was shooting from Jeff's room. Um, then where was I? Was there, did anyone say mm-hmm. how could Jesse remember she was nine? Yeah, no one said that. Oh, because that was my, I was like, yeah, she remembers, but also I was like, mm, no, she was nine. So this is my back and forth again. <laughs> I, well, maybe Jackie said that because mm-hmm. Jackie goes against that. Sure. She te- so they both testified that mm-hmm. one, the gun was there and the gun wasn't there. Right. But for some reason, Jackie, her, like, they really believed her. So it was just really weird. Mm um so it took three votes in two and a half days to get all the juries jurors the jurors to um give a guilty verdict for jeff and he got four um different count or the four murders he was convicted on 160 years of prison that's what is his um the verdict Mm -hmm. so it was 40 years per murder and that was on october 17th 2002 was convicted wow so Jeff almost right away got on appeals and he was like, I, uh, how does it go? I was violated of my right to a speedy trial because like I said, he was arrested in 2002 and it didn't start in 2006. Yeah. But the state actually was for it. And they're like, okay, yeah, that makes sense. Like mm-hmm. you didn't work out. Well, mm-hmm. then it went to Supreme court because that's the order mm-hmm. for it, for the appeal. And they were like, well, no, it had to take that long because they were trying. It's not like to get they were the, trying. Yeah. Yeah. They exactly. It. So it was upheld. Mm-hmm. So currently, he's trying to get this overturned because the evidence, like they kept some evidence back for some reason in the 2006 trial, and this is what it is. So I told you about how he was wearing a pair of jeans, and mm-hmm. they f- were found in the washer. They found some money, some coins, and a receipt in his jeans that were supposed to be from the washer and you could read exactly what was on the receipt and normally when you wash things the washer stuff falls out of your pockets you know like coins sometimes money stays in my pockets but coins always falls out Mm -hmm. so they found that really weird and there was also somebody who was like put in a testimony and like went to the police with some evidence and it was never brought into a testimony her name was tony I think it was Beeler, Beeler. I think that's how you mm-hmm. say it. And she had said that she was a salesman who sold photography in like bulletins, um, which is a, a church bulletin is like just information on the church or the sermon that's going on. And she had said that Bob had told her some pretty interesting things. Bob had said, I quote, this is a quote from Tony that is quoting Bob, if you can mm-hmm. follow me there. Okay. He she said that he said, they are going to kill each member of my family. I'm going to watch and they're going to kill me. He also said, she also said that he said um, he had another life prior to being a minister and he didn't want to be found. And that's why he didn't want his picture in the church bulletin. Mm-hmm. 
So I can see both ways on this because mm-hmm. one, this was weighing on him so heavy and you could just tell an absolute stranger or two, why would you tell an absolute stranger yeah. this stuff? It doesn't make any sense. So no. I don't know. So way back in the beginning, I said that he came to Florida for either a computer job or a bank job. There was a bank that he could have potentially worked at that was supposed to have like mob ties and like money laundering. And that's where they think this comes into play. So there is a VHS tape of her like statement and the evidence that she gives. She came to the police right after the murder and then right after Jeff was convicted with her um, testimony. And the weird thing is that part of the tape is inaudible. And that always confuses me. Like why? Like, why can't, why can't yeah. we hear you? Like, what did yeah. you say? Tell me what yeah. you said. Mm-hmm. He just keeps his hand over the mic and was just like doing this the whole time. <laughs> just kept pressing mute. Don't, don't yeah. listen to me. <laughs> oh, my computer just puts me on mute over and over again. It's the weirdest the, thing. <laughs> the demons in the room. It's just crazy. <laughs> so the, the jeans, the fact that the jeans were not like the, the receipt was you were able to read the receipt. The receipt was not messed up for the washer. The coins were in his pocket. Then um, her testimony. Those were like the two biggest things. Hmm. And the jeans went even further because the lawyer didn't catch this. The lawyer was supposed to be able to see this and be like, this doesn't make any sense. It was in the washer. Why can't I read this receipt if it's in the wa- washer? So they're trying to bring this to a judge. And they actually did in November of last year bring this to a judge yeah and this is their second appeal so this is their last one this is their last chance Mm -hmm. the judge can rule that the prosecution gave false info because they did not give the salesman saleswoman's information to the court they said that it was hearsay of hearsay and they just it was not solid which makes sense to me but you Mm -hmm. know and also that he had an ineffective counsel because he didn't catch the genes thing because that doesn't make the genes don't really make sense at all. Right. Like I said, on November 10th of 2022, he they gave him all this evidence. And now springtime of this year, we're supposed to hear what the judge says. If wow. the it's going to be overturned. So I literally had no idea going into this. Ooh. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I like literally thought like, okay, Jeff did it. They convicted him. He's in jail. Like, that's it. That's it. And you're reading and you're going, oh, no. I was like, oh, oh no. My world. <laughs> literally. So I actually posted this. So I on like a million Reddit page, pages and one of them was like, what's a case that got convicted uh, like in the future that wasn't from DNA? Because DNA has been cracking a lot of cases. And I posted like a quick summary of this um, crime and I was like, what do you guys think? And I was so excited because I was going to share it on here, but then I didn't get any responses. Oh, no. <laughs> so I'm like, well, okay. I guess I'll just well, go screw myself then. Yeah. <laughs> Never mind. I didn't want to know your opinions anyway. Yeah, it's fine. <laughs> so uh, it's just crazy because mm-hmm. the, it, it is so true. Like that was a cold case that was like, quote unquote, cracked, but it wasn't like DNA that helped. So there is a page uh, or I should say a website. It's called Justice for Jeff and his sister Jackie kind of runs it. And it's a nice page. It's a legitimate page. It gives a timeline of like everything they went through. And this they've been fighting for a long time. So um, he went to jail in 2006 and like instantly they started doing stuff and they have not stopped. 
and they were just waiting for the, someone to get a hold of them. So, and there's also a podcast. It's not, oh, Counterclock. There we go, Counterclock. And I did not listen to a single episode because <laughs> I just found it like today. <laughs> but I will be listen, listening to it. Um, mm-hmm. But it, I think it's going to be like more leaning towards Jeff's innocence. So mm-hmm. if you want to see the information on like, his sister's side it's a really like very brief website like there's not much to it but it shows like just for jeff just for jeff yeah so it just shows like what they've done and then there's the counterclock podcast that gives a lot of in-depth information as well on this case i'd be interested to hear uh what a more pro jeff side of things Right. Yeah. Are because again, and I and I went back and forth a couple times, like, oh, that's like this, and then like, mm-hmm. you know, one way or the other. But like, if you look at a lot of psychopaths, and <laughs> which we love to do, <laughs> which we love, we love a psychopath. <laughs> but like a lot of them, like how they come from that. I don't want to say same type of upbringing because I don't want to say that like you know he he was like he was spanked. Yeah, but mm-hmm. in like a lot of times they came from like a a really like not put together family and also like you said it was more water and oil than anything but it's like but there were a lot of like similarities between the like a psychopath and jeff so i'd be interested mm-hmm. to see like approach and also that. also all the stuff that is anti-jeff came from his sister mm-hmm. and it's it's all super biased, you know? Mm-hmm. So it's really tough to know for sure. And like some of it isn't from her, I guess, technically. Right. But the worst stuff is from her saying like yeah. all the things that he did to her. So mm-hmm. it's just, it's so hard to know. And I hope that whatever, like whoever is guilty will be in jail, mm-hmm. whether that be Jeff or someone that's potentially already in jail, who knows? Mm-hmm. But it, it's tough. It's so tough. And I'm just yeah. so torn. It's so funny because I went into this case thinking like, oh, this is really interesting. Screw death. Like, <laughs> right? And then I'm like, oh my gosh, should I even do this? Because of a podcast about this because I don't want anyone thinking like, oh, it's for sure Jeff when no one knows for sure yet. Yeah. Like, because uh, you want to be like, oh, it's also for sure, but also, is it? Oh, interesting. Yeah, yeah exactly. Okay. So I forgot to do this. Um, this is a Christmas present for my brother. Um, it's like uh, a calendar for true crime and I do it every podcast now and this is my second time doing it so okay. I'm just going to read it really quick Okay. so the felony murder rule broadens the crime of murder to include those who unintentionally kill someone while the process of another felony the rule also applies to any accomplices to the primary perpetrator making accomplices to the unintended homicide as culpable as the person who committed the homicide Felony murder rules exist in jurisdiction throughout the world, including Canada, Australia, and 47 out of the 50 states in the United States. So that means that if someone commits a felon, a felony like arson, and mm-hmm. someone dies in the in the process, it becomes a felony murder. Got it. So this rule is widely criticized because it's disregard for the concept of men's ear. Men or guilty-minded? Men's, I don't know. Okay. Uh, the prosecution is not required to prove criminal intent and often criticizes cases in the United States is a Florida man, Ryan Howell. 
In 2004, he lent his car to a friend who wanted to rob and beat a mother and daughter. Not great. Not great. The the daughter was killed during the crime, and though Hollow was not present, he was convicted of first-degree murder and sentenced to life in prison. The prosecution argued that the murder would never have occurred if Hollow hadn't provided the car and carried the perpetrator uh, to the scene of the crime. Yeah, so that's super interesting. Interesting. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I love this thing. This is so... That's very cool. That one's done. Yeah, okay. So (laughs) that's the end. Um, Do you want to plug yourself? Oh, sure. Um, uh, uh, (laughs) so so (laughs) you're you're like trying to do like felonies, (laughs) just like I am I a very accessory to this. This was not a smooth transition. (laughs) (laughs) No, I was takes takes a minute for my brain just to catch up. But anyway, anyways, my name is Kelly. It has been a pleasure being with you. Um, my Instagram or our Instagram, it's uh, Kelly and Kelsey, all K names. Um, we are. Uh, you can find us on Instagram at uh, gleveryone.else. And that's um, right this time, you guys. That is correct this time. Okay. <laughs> you had a little trouble oh last time. <laughs> oh, my God. Not even last time. Like three times in a row. I was like, it's this. And everyone's like, no, it's not. Psych. Psych. And I got my podcast name wrong. It was great. So, yeah. Um, we are on Spotify, Apple, anywhere you get your podcasts. And sometimes we release on Fridays. Ooh, sometimes. Sometimes. This Friday, it's going to be, I don't know when you're going to release this, but this Friday, definitely, we're going to have at least five episodes out. (laughs) Okay. So the Friday after, or the Friday before I posted this. So I'm posting it on Monday. So, because tomorrow's Friday. So, yeah. Tomorrow is Friday, right? Tomorrow is Friday. Thank God. Yes. Okay. Okay. Oh, my gosh. Okay. Where am I? (laughs) Okay. Um, And then you said where, okay. So there's no other places or anything like that? Uh, No, just that for now. And then, I mean, uh, no, I'll only plug my my podcast. That's good. We're trying to we're trying to gain a following there, so that's good. We'll do that. Okay, we just cool. started. Make you really uncomfortable, <laughs> huh? I said thank you so much for joining the podcast and letting me make you really uncomfortable. <laughs> oh, any any time. This was a blast, and maybe we yeah, should do yeah. a part two once we get um your counterpart. The, well, the counterpart, but also the oh yeah yeah the trial yes yes, and we would love okay. to have you on our our um a podcast as well so yeah of course i'd love that too okay well as always you can catch me on ydwk podcast at uh, gmail.com or ydwk podcast on instagram but thanks guys so much for listening and thanks for coming on and letting me uh talk your ear off for a freaking hour and 45 minutes <laughs> a lot of this is getting edited out it's fine yeah that's true that's true we had a lot of issues <laughs> All right. Well, thanks so much for listening, guys, and have a great day. Bye-bye. Hi, friends. Hi, I'm Amber. And I'm Lauren. And we're Two Two Drunk Drunk Moms. Moms. Check us out every Wednesday on your favorite podcast platform as we sip our favorite wines and find comedy in the chaos. Because it's not drinking alone. If you're drinking with us. Cheers. Cheers.